You're listening to Euromed Standing Watch, a podcast by Euromed Rights. Gender equality is increasingly challenged across the Euro-Mediterranean region. In the past few years, several governments of the region have adopted conservative laws in alignment with their liberal and autocratic stances. They have also multiplied attacks against women's and LGBTIQ people's rights. In less than a year, we saw Turkey withdraw from the Istanbul Convention, Egypt drafting a law depriving women of their legal status to conclude a marriage contract or claim guardianship of their children, and finally the Tunisian president publicly opposing equality and inheritance. At the same time, the region is facing huge economic and political instabilities, which lead to further backlashes against women and LGBTIQ people. But some activists choose to stand up against these backlashes. Ayuba is a queer activist from Morocco, and their association, Nasawiyat, denounced a backlash campaign led against LGBTIQ people in Morocco early 2021. It started with an outing campaign that uh, a social media influencer has provoked online. She called her own followers to download uh, people who are not uh, basically LGBT, who are heterosexual people, and they actually download the dating app to target LGBT people in this gay, the gay dating app. So what's, what they did actually is that they asked people online uh, on Grindr and on Tinder about their pictures, like assuming that they, they take part of the Egypt community. And then when people send them picture, they, they take this picture and post it online. So people get outed. So it affects LGBT people in the real life. Many people have been kicked out from their, their home, were nowhere to sleep while it was a total lockdown. And yeah, it was hard for the civil society as well to respond to this because we needed actually permission to go out because it was a total lockdown uh, in the, the streets. So, yeah, and also for the outing campaign, yes, it started individually, but at some point uh, in the, the end of 2020, it started to like to become movements. People who have been uh, outing other people have played Swagging page and they start making videos and attacking Egypt community, for example, calling on the, the authority to react and to get us arrested. And so, yeah, it started individually, but then it was like a war movement against us. This kind of backlash campaign unfortunately does not stop at the Moroccan border. Lucille Griffon, women's rights and gender justice program officer at Euromed Rights, details the spread of the phenomenon across the MENA region. If we just look at, say, nine countries of the MENA region, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt, Palestine, Lebanon, Jordan, Syria and Turkey, um, just this year, we counted around 100 backlashes of gender equality. By backlash, I mean legislative, political, judicial decisions that are aimed at diluting women's rights and LGBTI rights or that consequently uh, do dilute uh, women's rights and LGBTI rights. Um, so the backlashes or the forms of resistance um, against women's rights and LGBTI rights we compiled uh, this year, they vary in frequency, of course, and in severity. And they go from major policy change, silencing and repressing women human rights defenders, for instance, to the outing campaign that Ayuba denounced. I think it's important for everyone to know that when we talk about backlashes, we are not talking about a homogeneous phenomenon that would occur similarly and would stem from the same context in all countries. 
And just to take an example, um, and looking at the two countries that are seeing a particularly sharp increase in backlashes in the last year, that is Turkey and Egypt, we can see that the backlashes in the two countries, they, they do differ. Turkey follows an illiberal trend, and that means basically a rejection of international law frameworks, uh, what they would label the global order, uh, especially when it comes to gender equality. And the AKP, uh, which is the ruling party in, in Turkey, uh, is using uh, anti-gender narratives. So, for instance, the idea that uh, gender equality would be infiltrating Turkish society, uh, the idea that uh, gender equality uh, is basically an imposition of a Western agenda, or a Trojan horse uh, that would lead to the acceptance of LGBTI people in Turkish society, etc., etc., And the party is using that narrative or those narratives to showcase its conservatism and appeal to conservative voters. At the same time, in Egypt, you have a very different uh, form of backlash where you have the regime which is actually using a fake feminist narrative to better hide its um, authoritarianism, which hasn't ceased to worsen since 2014, uh, since the coup in the country. But we also see a very different trend in Tunisia, for instance, a country which used to be seen as particularly progressive on women's rights, where we notice a growing conservatism, state violence, in particular police violence against queer and feminist activists, alongside, as we all know, economic and political instabilities, which are absolutely not the best ground for gender equality to foster, and that might threaten the gains of women's rights and LGBTI rights in the country. Several articles of the Moroccan Penal Code already constitute a violation of women's and LGBTIQ people's rights. For instance, Article 489 states that consensual sexual relationships between two people of the same gender are illegal and carry a sentence of up to three years in prison. Advocacy towards Moroccan politicians is the most sensitive part of Ayuba's work, but they also conduct other advocacy activities targeting individuals and civil society. We actually launched a project uh, for direct services to LGBT community in financial difficulties during the COVID-19 pandemic because many LGBTQI plus members have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, uh, being uh, marginalized and then uh, the COVID-19 made uh, the marginalized communities even more vulnerable. Then we work also on activism. In, on 2020, we launched like a platform of artists uh, that aim to present and honor uh, queer artists in Morocco and present their arts uh, on our like uh, website and social media. And then other projects that we work on recently and launched, and it has been very successful because many international and local media has been talking about it. It's a web series that basically talks about uh, queer women's lives and trans non-binary uh, persons' lives in Morocco. Many of these backlashes go unnoticed. Lucille tells us how Yermet Rights recently launched an interactive map compiling recent backlashes which occurred in the MENA region. This is a first step to raise awareness among civil society and government officials. With the support of our member organizations, we will launch an interactive map 
centered on the MENA region, which will monitor and track backlashes and resistance to gender equality. You will be able to visualize and get a short summary of the most recent backlashes. As a concerned individual or even as an activist, you'll also be able to report backlashes to gender equality in your country using a form which will be made available on the webpage. Similarly, um, actionable links, that is petitions, press releases, any f work done by your MedRights members or other NGOs will be available for citizens or organizations to counteract the backlash at hand. We really hope that the tool can provide centralized information to be used by civil society organizations in their advocacy or their communication efforts towards officials, um, EU, national um, institutions or governments, and even the media. Uh, we also hope that it can provide uh, decision makers with an overall view of the developments in the region, including the scale of the phenomenon with easily accessible data to be used in, in reports and in various documentation. I think it's amazing collaboration. It will be also a tool for us as civil society to say that violations are happening and we are shocking them and we need like a very quick response to it because people are being kicked from their home, are being getting arrested, are being getting violence from the society. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very important, I guess. One of the things that we try to keep at, uh, like as LGBT people or civil society is having hope. I guess hope is the only thing that uh, helps us to, to survive. So I think, and yeah, I, I think there is hope. Things can change. Yeah. In the struggle for gender equality, Euromed Rights hopes to continue providing support, recognition and visibility to the work of activists like Ayuba. Thanks for listening. Our sincere thanks to Ayuba and Lucille for their answers. If you like this episode, feel free to share it and see you soon for another episode of Euromed Standing Watch.